0: Well, thanks for being with us on a very special edition of NBL Now. It is with a tinge of sadness as well, as we learnt the news this morning that one of the legends of New Zealand basketball, Tom Abercrombie, will be retiring at the end of this NBL 24 season. His mark on the Breakers, his mark on the NBL has been enormous. Andrew Mulligan is the voice of the Sky Sport New Zealand Breakers and well, he's seen just about everything that Tom has done across his career. Andrew, thanks for being with us and You've just come back from Tom's press conference and it is a bit of a sad day for New Zealand basketball.
1: Yeah, it is a sad day. I think those closest uh, to him knew that maybe after that grand final game five loss that he would have called it then if they had won. Um, And then he kind of knew, no, we got close. I believe in what Modi has here. You know, let's run it back. But I think today the sentiment was like, it was almost like that game 400 he had at the start of the season he's like i can't wait to get this out of the way and i think it was a sense of relief that he's made it uh he's made the announcement he's had all the we asked all the questions about your favorite teammates your favorite moment your favorite you know all that kind of stuff and he's just like he he just humored us all in this tom abercrombie way and uh he did it with a smile and he did it with that that wink he has And now he can focus on the bullets. But what a career he has had as a breaker. It's been unbelievable. To think we have a breaker who's played well over 420 games is incredible. It's a a credit to him and his athleticism. You think about the records that he holds for the breakers,
0: I think it talks about his overall game. He's played the most games, scored the most points, most three-point makes, most free-throw attempts, most steals, most blocks... He, he's, he's covered just about every statistic available
1: Yeah, he has and you know because this league it changes every season jet you know this uh, I've seen it go from you know I've seen the Sydney Kings be terrible to be you know three Peters and uh, you know mm. you've seen the Brisbane bullets drag themselves back and now are a force and and hunting for a playoff spot like this this league changes every single season. But the, the constant for that, for that breakers organization has always been Tom Abercrombie. They've had, they've had Dylan Boucher, Paul Henare, uh, Nick of like these guys are New Zealand basketball royalty, but Tom Abercrombie's outlasted them all. And that's testament to the quality that he is as a person. And in the way he was brought up, he's a North Shore kid. He's entrenched in that basketball scene when he was in high school. Like we have video of him when he's at high school with Corey Webster. It's outrageous footage. He was an outrageous athlete. Can you imagine him when he was 17, 18 years old and he was 6'5", 6'6"? Yeah. I mean, that was just is a frightening thing to think about um, when you're coming up against an athlete like that. And to see him still doing it at 36 and making a push for the playoffs, it is all about just the way he prepares himself every single season. That's a really good point you make, though, about the way that the league changes
0: every year. And and with that comes player change. The player movement now in international basketball is enormous and, and that obviously affects the NBL also. But not Tom. He's never left.
1: Yeah, which is crazy because, you know, you could get a better of offer somewhere. Um, you know, there'll be another club who would come along and probably offer Tom, you know, a lot of money, especially – after that 3 or when he was first NBL team in 2012 and you know that would be like this kid is about to peak he is like he had stints in Europe in the off season from the NBL he's played all over the world he's played for the Tall Blacks but he's he's a he's a hometown kid he's got great parents a great family around him and like i think that speaks volumes of what the breakers needed he's probably he, i doubt he's ever the highest paid breaker in terms of being the the Australian or the New Zealanders because the imports obviously get a good whack of that, that salary cap. But for him, it was just being there and being that constant voice. And players coming and going, they'll always respect what Tom Abercrombie brought to the club and how much respect they have for him in that locker room. Is he irreplaceable? Yeah, he is. Yeah, without a doubt, he is irreplaceable. It will be very interesting next season. A, if we... are. Uh, If we'll see Modi mile back, if we see will McDowell white back, you know, you just don't, you just don't see breakers keep their imports like they did with Cedric Jackson Mm. because you know, they bring these guys in to come in and, and at a lower value, than they probably expect to be paid from where they've come from. So for Tom Abercrombie not to be there and have that constant, like it's, it's big shoes to fill. I see a guy like Finn Delaney, um, having to fill those shoes and he'll do an admirable job. He's not Tom, but he's he's a homegrown kid because he's from New Zealand, but he's actually from Nelson in the South Island. He's he's not an Aucklander. He's not a North Shoreite. He's not from you know he's not literally from a couple of k up the road from Mairangi Bay where they where they have Atlas Place their headquarters. So it is so hard to fill the boots that Tom Abercrombie is about to unlace at the end of the season.
0: So then fast forward, Andrew, to Friday night. It it could very well be the last time that Tom plays in Auckland because the Breakers are playing Adelaide on Sunday on the last day of the season. Uh, how emotional do you think Friday night could be?
1: Well, last Friday night was, it took me by surprise how emotional that crowd was. Like, Spark Arena is loud and it's a nice bunch of people, but it is not Perth, it is not Cairns, it is not Tasmania, like, and then... During the season, you'd hear the booze come down and say, Well, good on you, Spark Arena. Yeah. <laughs> get into those referees, you know. You <laughs> use that home court advantage. They're not like that. This is not, this is, they're not, they're not feral at times. There's yeah. no feral sections. You're not going to get uh, bad taste jokes healed at the, at the, um, at the away players. <laughs> but Friday night uh, against Illawarra was something special, and there was an element to it where they actually knew what was at stake. And that's a rare thing because those Hollywood seats, I've seen people come and go, they're they're, they're the priciest seats, you know, and they they love the the occasion, but they're not not regulars. The regulars are up behind us and they've Mm. been through it all. So Friday night, this Friday night, I think it will be up another level. Like, I think it will be like that series that they had against the Jack Jumpers and then the Sydney Kings, like everything is riding on. It's that desperation that this crowd will have. And to add in the fact that Tom, it's, it's his last game. I expect a full house. I really do. I expect 9,000 there. I mean, they may have to lift the curtains all the way up and maybe push it out and get 10, maybe 11, because it's going to be an occasion. And the Brisbane Bullets will hear it as well.
0: Can you believe that we're talking about, with a round to go, that the breakers are in the calculations? that They could finish as high as fourth, depending on the way that this weekend all works out. Can you believe that we're talking about that now with a round to go from where they were in the first six or seven rounds of the season?
1: Yeah, they had a horror show start. I think they started one and three um, and then compounding that was obviously the trip to the NBA preseason, which just, it, it was just bad timing in terms of getting everybody together. We can talk about the injuries. It just, the cohesion hasn't been there and they've adapted and they've had so many different starting fives. But, that's been the nature of the league because everybody's been beating everybody they mm. haven't been left behind they can drop a game and then they'll find themselves in the top six because somebody lost by 14 you know just above them and it's that's the beauty of it this has been arguably the most competitive nbl season i can think of in a long time and we've been, casey and i've been calling this league since 2010 and it hasn't been like this i mean Melbourne United are. A, a, Clear, clear favourite because they could easily go 21-7 and um, this coming round. But apart from that, it's a dog's breakfast. I have to learn how to do percentages. I have to do – I'm on that ladder predictor every single hour. I am – I have so many permutations coming out of my ears. I just need this round to be over and for playoff basketball to begin after that feeble window.
0: I want to ask you about a moment in the season that I I just wonder whether we'd be talking – about the breakers and finals calculations had this have not happened? Do you think that they would be where they are had Justin Justinian Jessup not got injured and we, we had never heard of Anthony Lamb?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Jack, because we only got a small look at Justinian. And Justinian, when you think about it, is probably what Mantis Rebstevitius is, is right now. He's probably not as big and as strong. Justinian's actually quite a a strong body. But Mantas has just been a revelation since he's got over his injuries. And I don't think they have that size factor with Justinian down low like they had with Anthony Lamb. Yeah. Like Anthony Lamb just, he he decelerates. I heard, you know, Luka Doncic being described, the way he decelerates recently. And that's what Anthony Lamb does. He just has these stick-throughs. He has these um, shots where he just gets on the baseline and gets around defenders underneath the rim. And I don't think they are where they are to, because he has been a constant for them through those injuries. You know, you look at the way that Finn Delaney had to sit out for multiple weeks while McDowell White has been hampered. But Anthony Lamb, is, he's strapped them on their back and he's done such a great job. And I don't think, I don't think they would be where they are now. Mango stepped up as well. like yep. he's, he's fighting hard down there. If they
0: get there, how dangerous can they be?
1: If they if they got there with Anthony Lamb, I would see them going all the way to the grand final series. I think without Anthony Lamb and with time on the opposing team's hands and it could easily be an elimination game on the road for them, yeah. that is a very hard ask because their depth is obviously very much tested now without Anthony Lamb. And you saw how it can be a problem when you get into a little bit of foul trouble on the road the breakers just don't seem to be able to get over that, that, that hurdle, that mindset, unfortunately. Um, I think, uh, if they can finish fourth, which there is a permutation, I, I believe that that can happen, that they can finish fourth. I think that gives them a lot of confidence and that gives them an opportunity to, um, be at home. And I think as soon as you do that, um, I think that just gives them the confidence and they have a little bit of a, a break like the league does, um, in that feeble window and they can be dangerous. But it all comes down to taking care of business on Friday night, and then hopefully Adelaide are uh, already doing their mad Monday, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mad Sunday start. Yeah, they could start a day early. Hey, before we let you go, yeah. you, you you touched on it early. Um, there is a lot of conversation and speculation around the league already about movements in the off season and who's going where. And this is well before free agency starts, but. I wanted to ask you particularly about Modi Mayor, who has totally proven his worth as a coach in this league and, and internationally. But you would be hearing a lot more than most of us. But there are rumours about whether Modi's there next year or not, and whether he's potentially at another team within the league or he's headed overseas.
1: What,
0: what do you think happens next?
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a desperation. I won't say how Mary from uh, the breakers ownership group to retain Modi, but he can't keep being this coach where he's had to come over adversity and he's, he's taken a team, which was, back, which was essentially brand new last year, right up until game five on the road. And they were, you know, seven points up with a few minutes remaining. And then do what he's doing now. And if they make the playoffs, it's a testament to him and his coaching staff, getting these guys ready and relying on um, guys to step up. I would, I would be surprised if Modi was in the league but wasn't at the Breakers. I believe he's a coach good enough to go overseas and back to Europe and coach there. So if he wasn't at the Breakers, I feel as though he would be in Europe somewhere being, um, being Modi Moore. And uh, I know I would all miss him dearly on this side of the Tasman. That is for sure. He has been um, an absolute revelation. Yeah, he's been
0: a fantastic character, no doubt about it. Sad news, as we said off the top today in some respects, with the retirement of Tom Abercrombie. But hopefully... Uh, What's coming up this weekend is not the last two games we see of him in the league and the Breakers can make it to postseason. Andrew, thanks so much for your time and appreciate you joining us on NBL Now.
1: No worries. Thanks for having me.